the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This is the sixth part in our series on our church's vision, this time focusing on yielding to the Holy Spirit. The main reading is Romans chapter 8 verse 1 to 30. Amen. So we're on our fourth header, a prayer um, of what we want to be, what is our vision, what do we really want to be. Because we start off by saying we want this to be a place where people meet the Lord, a house of prayer. That's where the Lord really got upset about, where people couldn't actually come into the house and meet with the Lord and, and encounter him. Other things were taking its place and we looked at the diversion and distraction, dilution, all those kind of things. And we start off with uh, our P, preeminence of the Lord Jesus is first. Head. If he's not the head, we're in trouble. We may as well, again, shut the doors. Relationships with him, with each other. Uh, stirring ourselves, stirring each other, blessing each other. Last uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, the authority. We are people. We love God's word. God's word is our manual. It is our foundation. We are committed to the exposing, expository of it, the preaching of it, the teaching of it. It's our foundation. It is our manual for life. And if I disagree with the Bible, then I've got to change. Yeah? God doesn't change. His word doesn't change. I've got to change. But of course, more than that, uh, why? That comes after A. P-R-A. Why? Yielding. Yielding to the leading, the prompting, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in all as- area and aspects of our lives, family, work, finance, leisure, etc. Knowing it is vital to be not just baptised, but be continually filled so we can be naturally supernatural, work out our gifting to serve others and to bless one another. Um, I mean, see, we, are, we, we call ourselves Pentecostal because we, we, we preach and we talk and we uh, believe the Holy Spirit, believe he's going to do a work in us, not that he just is, you know, in some places they just talk about him as someone across there. No, no, Holy Spirit is the executive member of the Trinity who comes and, and takes hold of God's word and applies God's words. He, he convicts, he convinces, he, he regenerates our heart. He doesn't want to come in just into our lives. He wants to fill us. Jesus said, I'll come in, it'll be like a well. He said to the Samaritan woman. And then on the day of uh, Tabernacle, didn't he, last um, great and last day, I will pour anyone who's thirsty, let him come. And not just be a well, it'll be now rivers of living water. See, there's the, the, the salvation and there's the baptizing of the Holy Spirit and the continual filling. Why? Because he just doesn't want to fill us for our own sake. He wants to fill us so we can be effective and shine and, and show others. And that's really, um, uh, sometimes we, we talk about the leading of the Holy Spirit and we forget and we look at tonight really um, what the Holy Spirit is trying to do. Sometimes we, we want leading in, in careers and this and that, and that. Well, of course, we focus on that to the detriment of what the Holy Spirit is going to try and do in our lives. Um, uh, and we'll look at that in a moment. But we, first of all, thankfully, we have fellowship with him. Um, he is not um, just, again, uh, because we can understand God the Father, we can understand Jesus because he's tangible, but the Holy Spirit, oh, we get a bit, who is this? Well, he is a person of the Trinity, remember? One essence, three distinct persons. Uh, Dave, I can't understand it. He's God. Can't fully understand God. Could we fully understand God? He wouldn't be God. He'd be like me and you, and that wouldn't be any good to any of us. Um, and because we're seeing him in this dimension, yeah, we can only see it from our thinking. Uh, and that, that's limited, isn't it? 
like anything we see, sometimes we think, why is this happening? Because we only see it in this small time pocket where God is looking from the whole of eternity. So we are mourning and groaning to God. We get to heaven. We think, thank you, Lord, for doing that. Thank you, Lord, for not doing that. Thank you, Lord, for answering that prayer. Thank you, Lord, for not actually answering that prayer because I see how it worked out and, and what you were doing. So again, we can only see, but we are confident why the Bible says the Spirit of God is the Lord himself. Um, so we have fellowship with him. That's and that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? What did Jesus say? I will not leave you alone. That great teaching of John 14, 15, 16, where he's, he's saying, look, I'm going away, but I'm, I'm sending you another, exactly the same, but he's not going to be limited by time and space. He's going to be the Holy Spirit of God who can be everywhere at all time and be in everybody who wants him, of course. Um, and, and we looked at that before with sevenfold work in John 14, 15, 16, and we looked at that. He's the convictor. He testifies of Christ, glorifies Christ. He's our teacher. He stirs up our memories, bless the Lord. Sometimes he stirs up those memories we want to forget because we've either promised the Lord something or we haven't done what we should have or there's areas in our life that we've not left undone and, 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 and managed. Um, he opens up, the, opens up the scriptures. Amazing, isn't it? You... We've all, we've all been there. We've read the Bible many times, some of us, but we've read a passage and we've read it again and thinking, how didn't I see that before? That's amazing. As I was saying on, on Sunday about um, uh, Isaiah 53, I'd never seen that before, the, the, the prophet writing in the past tense. He was despised. He was. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Now, when we read it, we can understand that because we're looking back. But the prophet, he's writing 700 years before. I'm thinking... I've never seen that before. Amazing. The Lord, the, the Holy Spirit is the one who, and of course, he's a, he is our guide. He is our guide. He longs. He wants to give us great direction. Great direction. What is the, um, oh, I forgot my sheet, uh, but the, the verses 143, Psalm 143, verse 10. Lord, teach me your will. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. He leads us on a straight and righteous path. If we will but listen and be led. So fellowship, uh, Philippians 2, 1 to 2. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one love. Fellowship, you see, we are not on our own. We're, so when we... Um, and, and you may not have understood it maybe over the years, but, you know, everyone has a conscience, uh, right from, but of course, the older you get, um, the, the less you listen to it, it, it you, you don't hear it anymore, and it becomes hardened. But what happens is the, uh, that ability that God gives us to hear, to understand right and wrong. Of course, when we are unsaved, the spirit man in our lives is dead, isn't it? Cut off from God. There's no connection to God. So we live according to our soulish life. We live according to how we want, how we think. But when we are saved, when we are regenerated, we are born again, that's the life of Christ comes into us. His spirit comes into my spirit, and that's what means born again. I'm alive now. My spirit is alive. Once it was cut off from God, now it's in connection to God. I'm seeing with new eyes, new, new desires, new tastes, new priorities, new thinking, new ideas. So when... Uh, before I may have done something, didn't affect me. I might have taken something from work or said a word or, or said his name or 
all those kind of things didn't make a thing, but now, ooh, the Holy Spirit's saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Everything, everything's enhanced. Why? Because now I'm, I'm got connection with the Lord. I'm a light, a fellowship with all you. And he's longing for us to be led of him, led of listening to him, yielding in every area of our lives. And that's a challenge, you see, because there's things in our life that we don't want to yield, isn't there? Areas in our life that we don't want to. Um, and and we, we've all got different areas. You know, yours could be different to mine. I could say to you, well, well, come on. And you could look at me and say, well, dear, well, you, you come on. But we all have areas that God longs to break in. Um, but the first thing he does, the first thing he does that we just read and um, we'll read again is to confirm our sonship. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He confirms our relationship with him. See, and that's one of the things. What does the Bible say? His spirit testifies with my spirit that I'm his. You can argue, and it, 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 or it doesn't, look, what does the woman say? I know because I know, but I, because his spirit testifies with my spirit, I am child of God. And that's, what, that's the first thing he does. He confirms we are his. Born again, let's read Galatians 4. Galatians 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons, because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer slaves, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Abba, Father. Not just to know that intellectually, or we know it because the Bible says it so. Because that's, you see, that's the combination of the Word and the Spirit. They used to say, I don't fully agree, but well, we'll. He used to say, too much word dries you up, too much spirit blows you up. But really, if you're into the word as God wants, he, he, the Holy Spirit will be enacted because he takes all his word. And if you, if you, Lord, I'm listening to you, I'm yearning, yielding to you, yearning for your Holy Spirit, you'll always direct us to his word. That's, that's the combination of the spirit and the word. And um, he's, he's saying, look, not just to know that in my mind, but know in our heart. When I say, Father, Abba, well, it's a beautiful word, Abba, isn't it? It's 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 like those little, you know, a little child, two, three, four, and they say Dad, isn't it? That uh, just beautiful picture of a, a, a little child with total um, embracing and uh, nothing else matters but his dad and uh, Abba, Father. And we know when God hears us call our Father. That's why He He taught us, didn't He? In, in, in the kingdom manifesto, Matthew 5, 6, 7. How many times did we say he reveals God as Father? 17 times. He was telling us, look, this is not just a manifesto to live by. This is a relationship where you can live through. That's a big difference, isn't it? Because you, you can say, well, I, I want to be like Jesus, and I'm going to make myself rigidly to be like him. And externally, we can do... A half decent job. It depends if people know us, of course, doesn't it? Those living with us, those working with us, know that we're not where because <laughs> we, we have to reveal it. But that's not what he says. No, it's through relationship. Remember, I told you that story about that um, young lad, and uh, he was a he was a bit of a ruffian, and he had no family, and a particular judge who had had a lot of dealings with him took him in, took him in. He had a family, and um, this man was a Christian, and uh, he took him in, and uh, he had no end of trouble with this young lad, but he was patient, 
and he was he was kind with him and every time he'd say that's not how we behave in this house that's not how we behave in this family and over time as he taught him as he disciplined him he came round to live like that why because look we don't do that in this family we don't behave like that in this family see when you have belonging when you know you belong you think well my behavior goes with our belief behavior belief behavior belonging and belonging to the lord well come on i'm going to live so you see he, he's he first of all tells us we are sons we are led by him we are sons of the living god but that's not what he's really just going to sit on is he he's he's into not showing us we are the children of god but he's into changing us correcting us oh bless it we look at the symbols of the holy spirit don't we and we we look at the fire fire warms up lights up but it also burns up he's burning up and uh we just let's read um uh, galatians 5 16 17 and that verse 25 as well so i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want and 25 since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit so we are living he's given us life we have been letting we are listening we are listening lord give me keep my eyes on you we keep our eyes on the Lord, we're listening to his word, and through that, the Holy Spirit is causing us to be in the right way, be in the right direction, to see clearly and to savor God's presence. So we are listening, we keep, and we always are keeping in step, we are watching ourselves, in a sense that we're keeping our eyes on him. Um, it's amazing, uh, our children would, certainly when they were young, jump and I'll catch you. Did they say, no, it's too high, Dad, it's too, too far? No, they didn't, do they? Until I dropped them. No. Um, uh, no, they, they, they total belief in Father. Why? Because they kept their eyes on him. Kept their eyes on him. Faith. Believing. Now he's in, into changes. Now we say, Dave, I have an, a besetting sin. I have a thing that really bothers me. Here's, here's the key. How to kill sin. Well, first of all, we've got to be serious with sin, you see. See, when we are children of God, sons of God, we are led of God, we hate sin. We hate anything that hurts Father. We, we hate anything that blunts us, that damages us, that, that actually makes us hear God's voice a little quieter. And any sin will do that. Anything that, that is of the flesh or the selfishness or feeds the flesh will cause us to not to hear the Lord as we should. And uh, God sometimes can be very strong with us, but he's a good father, isn't he? He's a good father, challenging us. Um, let's read those verses again from Romans 8, uh, 13 to 17, I think. Yeah. For if he live after the flesh, he shall die. But if he through spirit to multiply the deeds of the body, he shall live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For he have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, that he had received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, 
then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So we have how do we mortify the deeds of the You know, the, the God is very severe. Get rid of sin. Sometimes we, we are so pussyfooting about or uh, molly called Sin is sin. God hates it. Why? Because he sees his destruction. He sees what it does. Open your eyes, isn't it? Look at the, put the news on tonight. You see what sin does. Depraved man, it, you see it. Oh, Dave, I'm not that bad. Look, given an opportunity, given a circumstance, you can be just as bad as anybody else. Why? Because the heart is desperately wicked. And we need to kill sin. We kill sin by being led of the Spirit. Not, not using the Spirit like, like an instrument, but actually putting our lives in His hands, trusting Him more than anything else, trusting that Christ can satisfy more than any sin can satisfy. That's how we kill, kill sin, by living with the Spirit, allowing him to be leading us. And he begins to give us new values, new priorities. Um, listen to what the, the um, uh, you can find many, many scriptures about the Holy Spirit, the sanctifier. Well, of course, it's in his name for a start, isn't it? He gives it away, really. Holy Spirit. Holy is what? Separate to God from anything that's unclean. His, his and his alone. Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not, do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. I think that's the, I think that's the verse that uh, Fallower uh, quoted. Mm. <laughs> but this is what you were. This is what you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified by the Spirit of the living God. He's in the business of changing us. Led of the Spirit in every area of our lives. Uh, our finances are in a mess. Begin to listen to the Spirit of God. Take hold of God's Word and apply His principles. Apply his Make sure God is first in every area, isn't it? Trouble with time, trouble this and that. Whatever your trouble is, get the Holy Spirit leading you into God's Word. So this is the way. Walk ye in it. Um, let's read. Uh, transform us. Be transform us day by day. If we will. But I'll allow him. 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 17, 18. And the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled faces, behold, beholding as in a mirror of the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the Spirit of the Lord is doing the work. What is he doing? He's transforming us. What is that word? Metamorphosis. We understand that. Caterpillar, butterfly. That's what a metamorphosis is, going from one to the other. How does he do it? Well, he eats, makes a cocoon, allows nature to take its course. How much does he eat? We've said it before. hundred times his body weight. What are we to do? Get into God's word. Eat it, eat it, eat it. Consume it, consume it. Consume God's word so he can change us. Metamorphosis. He's doing it. What are we to do? Keep our eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. 
Don't be distracted, diverted. We are, cons- we are so easily distracted, diverted by so many things, aren't we? This and that, other things, other people, doesn't matter what it is. We are. But God is in the business of not just showing us we are a child of God, but being led of the Spirit is to be changed. Changed. Why? Because those around us need to see Jesus. Challenging us. I owe it. And he loves to challenge us in every area. What we listen to, watch, read, attitudes, oh, didn't ever know what. I remember watching something, and of course, what happens with the programs? You get into it, and you want to know what's happening, what's not happening. And um, they began to blaspheme. And I was watching it, and uh, just a little, little voice whispered in my spirit This is more important than my name. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that then. True. Is this more important than my name and me? It's a good question, isn't it? Good question. The Holy Spirit convicts us. Why? Because he's in the business of leading us on, changing us. You know what? Everything we, everything outside of the kingdom is, is really temporal, isn't it? It's so temporal. We get consumed by things that are irrelevant. And when we're in eternity, we look back and think, why did I actually get caught up in that? Why was I actually, you know, give, give my life to that or, or give so much time to that? See, that's our, you know, our two greatest commodities, isn't it? Time, we can't get that back. And I suppose finance, if you like. Very important, be led of the Spirit in both those areas, allowing him to have his way. Why? Because he's not just doing that. He's, he's going to lead us into areas to, to challenge us, to change us. Why do we know that? Let's read uh, Mark 1, 10 to 13. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parted, and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts. So the Holy Spirit, remember Jesus didn't start his ministry without the Holy Spirit, we must always remember that, we need not just to be baptised, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit daily, every day, because it's, but the Spirit of God propelled him pushed him it says into that place where there was danger deserted into the desert to be lonely to be away with him to prove the Lord to prove him and you know what the the, the Lord pushes us to those places just to see uh, to prove us to make us more to be obedient See, as we said before, Jesus learned obedience. I can say I'm obedient. That doesn't mean a thing, does it? Until I, pre- I present it with an a, a, a option or a decision, then I can say I'm obedient. Up until then, it's just words. So he was p- compelled, propelled to be tempted, tested. And he came through because the Bible says in Luke 4, he, didn't, he wasn't just filled, he came back in the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he came through the testing and now the Holy Spirit was ready to begin the ministry. So he's changing us, child of God, changing, but he also, of course, we, this is where we, we want, doesn't we? So, so often focus on, he wants to direct us, guide us, which we all obviously need, absolutely. 
Remember, Holy Spirit's main work before we get to leading us is to change our character. Is the business, you know, something to do, oh Lord, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, let's deal with your life, you know, because I can take you anywhere if, if, if I'm in charge. If you surrender to me, it doesn't matter where I go or who I'm with, if you're in charge, I can be led and yielded and know your voice anywhere. Um, Acts 8. So he arose and went, and behold, a man with Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all of her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah, and said, Do you understand what you are reading? Go, again, changing our, th- you see, when we are led of the Spirit, got to be able to listen to him, and even when we think, wait a minute, it doesn't make sense, and he doesn't tell us to throw common sense out, but sometimes we think, well, well, I don't know why, he's in the middle of revival, isn't he? He's in the middle of revival, and the Lord says, now get out of that desert road. Mm-hmm. Eh, I'm not sure that's you, Lord, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but generally, when, when it's out of the ordinary like that, it is the Lord, isn't it? Um, you know, if it's something we want, then you've got to be careful. It's, it's not because we say, oh, the Lord told me and I really want to go there and do that anyway. But this is not where he wanted to go because he was in the middle of it. And God said, get down over there. So he goes down, didn't know what he was looking for. God just said to go. And he's going along. He says, get along in that chariot. So he's, 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 starting to, he's obviously fairly fit because he's starting to jog next to, next to it. And um, he listens. Keep your ears out. Keep your eyes open around. You see, that's what the Lord has to do. Keep our eyes and ears open. We listen, and the, and the Holy Spirit says, get alongside there now. And he says, do, do you know what you're reading? Do you know what you're reading? It all came from him listening, yielding, being led by the Spirit, and keeping his eyes and ears open for opportunities. See, that's what the Holy Spirit does. Every day, we will have opportunities just to be for him, or talk of him, or show him to all those around. If we will but listen to his words, and keep our eyes and ears open. What are people, you know, what are people doing? What are people saying? What, listen to what they say. Let's listen and, and say, Lord, just reveal their heart to me. Open their, open up my eyes to see. Um, Paul, uh, Acts 16, 6 to 7. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus will not allow them to. See, Paul wanted to go preach the gospel. That's what we told him to do, isn't it? But the Lord said, no, not there yet. No, you don't have to go there yet. That's not your time. It's not the time. And uh, forbade him. Now, he could have pressed through, but he would have been in disobedience, wouldn't he? Listen, listen. Now, that didn't stop him going, did it? Sometimes people say, oh, I'm waiting for the Lord's voice. <laughs> That's really an excuse not to do anything. Paul was looking for, he was out there, wasn't he? Looking for opportunities, looking to go and minister. And then saying, the Lord said, not you, not yet. And, and when he was confused, he said, Lord, come on, this is what you've asked me to do. You told me, then he had a dream at night, didn't he? Come here, come this way, come this way. So he's, he's actively looking to be used of God but he's also listening to the Holy Spirit. See, if you're sitting down waiting for a word, 
I think that's the wrong way. Yeah, because you could be waiting forever because the Lord told us what to do. And then when we just, and this is what the Lord sometimes says, when we just about to do it, he comes. Because um, he's waiting for a bit of faith, isn't he? <laughs> and we are thinking, if nothing happens, you know, I'm going to look like a right fool. And let's be honest, that doesn't matter. We are fools for the Lord. And it's perhaps good that we are, you know, day by day we are being killed anyway and uh, on the cross. So, forbidding, stopping. That uh-uh from the Lord. When you're just about to do something and in your spirit there's a whoa, 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 whoa. Just about to go somewhere, do something, say something. Uh, uh, maybe buy something or invest in something. I wish I'd listen sometimes. Uh, invest in something. And you, you haven't, you, and the, the Lord's saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. That uh-uh in your spirit. Someone says something and it's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Something in your heart. It's, that's, there's something not right there. Something not right there. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is forbidding us. Sometimes he, he puts the brakes on. Um, sometimes he's not very loud. We've got to learn to listen. Sometimes he can be. He can be. He can't shout sometimes and put circumstances. And then we can be, we've got to be blind then sometimes not to see what he's doing. Um, uh, so Holy Spirit is, is speaking, leading. Ephesians, uh, Acts 13. Acts 13. In the church at Antioch, they were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. They were looking, they were searching. The Holy Spirit said, now here, here's the answer. This is what you've, the Lord is always trying to speak and to tell. It, our heart, our heart is, he's looking, he's certainly ministering to the Lord. They're waiting for him. Lord, what do you want? What do you think? Um, you put this on our hearts, uh, me, me and uh, Barnabas, to do this missionary work. What do you think? And the, the word of the Lord, that's the great thing about fellowship. It's a great thing about the gifts of the Spirit, which we Lord, we believe, we want, we need more and more because they confirm what the Lord is doing in someone's life. They sometimes challenge what the Lord is doing, challenge what something's happening in their life. So important, the gifts of the Spirit being yielded. And as we've done those, did them last year, um, for everybody. Oh, they're for, no, 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 no. Gifts of the Spirit, when we are baptizing the Holy Ghost, they're for everybody. Let me just encourage you. If, you, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, do it every day. You know what we do? We neglect it. We neglect it, to, and then we're not moving in the Spirit. You see, God has given us that, what, to build us up, to pray in the Spirit. Do it. Exercise it. Lord, say, if you haven't done come on, Lord, I need this. It's just so vital. It's a gateway into, into heaven. A gateway into praying in the Spirit. So, uh, set apart. Uh, Acts 20, 22, 24. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Amen. Paul, 
so in love with the Lord, so he yielded to the Spirit, said, I am bound. It's a strong word. It means to be chained up. I am bound by the Spirit to do what he's asked me, to go. He said, and I know full well what's going to happen to me. Now, I don't know about you, but I said before, if I know what's going to happen to me, I do my best to avoid that place. But he said, you know, it means nothing. My life, to do God's work, he's yielded so much. Now he says, Lord, I'm going, because I'm, I'm bound to go. I, I can't do anything else but do what you tell me and, and direct me. Bound to. So he's, he's into directness, leading us, directness, but also giving us um, revelation. Just finish on these last few verses. Communi- communication. He's, he's longing to open things up to our eyes, if we will but see. Sometimes we often see from the natural point of view, we see a disaster, we see a, 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 a problem, we see suicide, gathering momentum, we see all these things on that. God, I need revelation for that. What is happening? Let me see. Um, Ezekiel 37, 1-2. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out of the Spirit. The Lord set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me to and fro among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. To see... He saw, by the Spirit of God, led him to the place, remember? He led him to that place, same place where he, he pronounced judgment. He came back to the same place where he's now, he's now going to pronounce revival. Revival. But he has to see. He's beginning revelation. When we're walking with the Holy Spirit, he brings revelation. We need that. We need the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Such a key, isn't it? Um, in areas of lives and in people we meet. Oh, Lord, give me that word of knowledge just to cut right into the situation and give them the word of the Lord or uh, a deed of the Lord, isn't it? Knowing um, when, when to do something or, or to give or to... I always remember my friend uh, <laughs> giving his friend a, a, a car because he needed a car and, and uh, the Lord had laid it on his heart. You know, it takes some doing that, doesn't it? Give him a car. And, and uh, why? Because he saw the need. Saw the need, Holy Spirit then put it on his heart and said, there we are, give it, give, give. Um, being led of him. Now, of course, when, when the Lord leading us, Holy Spirit leading, he, he, t- he does change our thinking. I believe this way. Now, he doesn't contradict the word, remember that. But sometimes we have a particular pattern of thinking that may not be right. Let's have a little look. Peter, um, Acts 10. Remember Peter? Fell asleep, he was hungry. I love how God uses the natural and the supernatural. He's hungry and he starts to think of food. Bless the Lord, don't we all? And the Lord sends these visions and all these animals. And the Lord says, come on, Peter, you're hungry. Get and eat those. And Peter said, "Not, no way. He said, they're unclean. I'm not touching those. And three times the Lord asked the time, three times because he's a bit like me and you. Once isn't enough. Three times he said, look, what I've said is clean. Don't you call unclean. He was preparing, he was prepared. he was changing Peter's thinking now to go and minister to the Gentiles. And uh, that was a big deal. 
because if we'll read that now, Acts 11, he was brought up before the, 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 the big boys in Jerusalem, and they said, what are you doing? Eating with those Gentiles. How dare you? And uh, this, is, this, is his, this is defense. This is his defense, Acts 11. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered into the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa, for Simon was called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on me as he had come on us at the beginning. His defense was, look, I know it was wrong, but the Lord told me and the Spirit said to me. Now, of course, uh, some people have said, and we've heard it said many times, oh, this is the Lord's will. Well, it, it'll, that'll be outward. You see, you can't argue with someone then, can you? Can't argue, you just got to let that work, work itself out. But in this situation, they said, right, Peter, we know you can hear the Lord. You know you're a man of God. You listen, and the Spirit has told me, and what happened to them? They got saved and baptized the Holy Spirit. There's the evidence that was real. So that was his defense. The Spirit of God changed his thinking, changed his attitude, changed his behavior. Get him down there and speak to them. Last one, Revelation. Revelation 4, 1-2. After this, I looked, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. John brings his revelation how? By the Spirit of God. He brings him that amazing revelation that sometimes we grapple with, don't we? Some of those signs and wonders and all those kind of things but he brings revelation and that's what the Lord is we are people love the Lord want to be filled with the Spirit want to be moved and yielded and led of the Spirit to keep in step with him um, of course he, he ultimately it's being a child of God isn't it loving him pleasing him just dwelling in him doing what he says why? because I have to? no because I want to please the Father I want to please the Father. I don't want to upset him, and I don't want it to just upset me either. Um, and that changes our thinking then. We are people of the Spirit. Help us, Lord, day by day, to walk in him, to keep ourselves sharp and uh, uh, effective in, in his work. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about our church, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.com. Oakdale Christian Centre dot org.